Hey everyone, welcome to the episode. So Ask a Ram flips the script. One Step Beyond podcast guests and listeners submit their questions and ask a Ram anything. Questions can be music, life stories, business, leadership, advice, how to make the best vegan omelet, you name it. A Ram will unpack your questions and leave you with info you can apply. Before we get to it, please rate, review, and subscribe. Aram, Cadence Leadership Family. As I sit in my hotel room at CES show this year, I've got a question for you. As executives, we are the largest support system for our organizations, for the people that work for us, the people that work with us, the people we work for, our families, wives, husbands, children. We always have to be extremely dialed in and be there for everyone. At times when it's lonely near the top, what advice do you have for executives that are feeling the pressure, don't necessarily feel like they have the support? What say you? I'm gonna answer it in uh, two ways. The first is we are looking for aspirational thinking, not perfection. And the second, it is all about your circle. And so I'm going to break this down. When people talk about that kind of tucked in, you've got to, you've got to be able to handle all the situations. Yeah. And there's also eight hours in a day or more if you're an executive, for sure. And there's also five days a week or more if you're an executive, which it likely is. You are not going to be perfect all the time. So with leadership practices and how we handle ourselves and how we handle being that kind of rock, I encourage people to be really, really aspirational about it and view it in this very specific way. I want to think of the ways that I aspire to be as a leader and these really good ways that I should be as a leader and recognize I'm a human being and all sorts of stuff is going to happen in a day. Some of those things are going to be great. Some of those things are going to be terrible. And sometimes those terrible things are going to be all linked together and happen all at once. It's ridiculous to think that you're going to be in a perfect space. Instead, be aspirational. And what I mean by that is that I aspire to be that way more often than I'm not. If you think of what are all of the skills that would allow an executive to be that kind of like really tucked in proper presence, think of what those behaviors are and what the, the skills associated with it. So for example, a leader who is really strong in terms of being tucked in and being able to be resilient when they're under a lot of pressure, a behavior would be that although you're under a ton of pressure, you're still there to listen and be there for other people, despite the pressure coming down for you. That's behavior. Okay, well, what are the skills associated with that? The skills associated with that would be understanding how to manage the emotional labor and how to either pay off that emotional labor or manage it. The skills also associated with that would be your listening skills. It'd be your physical presence and it'd be your verbal presence. Those are four skills that would be associated with that behavior. And the behavior, again, would be Although I'm under a ton of pressure, I can still be there for people who are experiencing their own pressure. Understand what the behaviors are and the associated skills, and you should aspire to be like that more often than not. I think a leader is successful with this if they're doing it 70% of the time. Like a 30% miss rate is like a pretty fair miss rate for people. Like as an executive, you know, you think you're going to be perfect all the time. No, 70% of the time. A really seasoned executive and who's someone who's really good with understanding what the behaviors are and what the associated skills are, maybe they can do it 80% of the time. Maybe you can do it 90% of the time. 
but not everybody can do it 100% of the time. There's just no way you're gonna do it. Know what the behaviors are that you aspire to have and what the skills that are associated with and make sure the behaviors for each one of them, you have those skills locked in and just get really good at those skills so that you can execute. But let's also talk about that 30% or that 20% or that 10% where you're where you're totally blowing it and you're like maybe having a baby fit or you know you're like mopey or maybe you're being a jerk. Not that you would ever do that. Think about that 30, 20, or 10%, whatever it is. Then you should also know what are your shitty behaviors? When are you acting like an asshole? When are you showing up the wrong way? You should understand those behaviors and you should not try to make those behaviors extinct. When we're thinking about practicing extinction around behaviors, it's sort of like a ridiculous model. It's like, I'm never going to be that way again. Get out of here. Of course, you're going to be that way in some, some way. But think about your poor behavior. So when you're your worst version of yourself as a leader, figure out what the behaviors are. And what you should practice then is a reduction in frequency, duration, and impact. So you want the shitty version of yourself and the associated behaviors to happen less often. So over time, as an executive, you should be reducing the frequency of those. But you know it's going to happen once in a while. So you should also reduce the duration. And that means that when you start acting like a shitty version of yourself, you catch it quickly and you shorten that time as quickly as you can. So over time, not only would it happen less often, but the times that it does happen, it's shorter. But finally, the impact. When you think about impact, it's the impact on other people, the impact on the workplace and the impact on you. As an example, I grew up in like a, a yelling family, you know, like people like would yell when they're upset or they're trying to get their point across and everyone's like talking all the time. So you're raising your voice. Something I learned in the workplace early on, especially when I was a therapist, is you don't raise your voice at people. You don't, you don't yell. But that doesn't mean that like when situations got tense that I didn't raise my voice. And I had to very, very quickly learn that that had to go because the impact was quite high. The way that I've worked on that for myself, super infrequently will I get into that space where I'm that elevated. And as soon as that starts happening and I start hearing, feeling my voice raise, boom, I shorten that. I catch it right away because I've gotten good at like holding up that kind of mirror. But from an impact perspective, I always own it immediately and say, hey, I'm sorry, I'm getting a little elevated. I noticed my voice is rising and I'll maybe make a joke like I grew up in a, in a family that does that. Let me reset. I'll take 30 seconds. Boom, my voice is level again. That helps curtail the impact. And it's the impact on the person I'm talking to, our company culture, but also myself because I don't want to feel like a jerk for raising my voice at someone. Most people have behaviors that are based on years of being a human being on the planet. Of course, some of them are going to be shitty behaviors. And of course, some of those behaviors are going to enter into your work world. That's going to fall into that 30 or 20 or 10% when your worst version shows up. Just understand what the behaviors are and then start executing on reduce the frequency, the duration, and the impact. So that's part one. The second part is when you're feeling really, really lonely, you have to know who your circle is. So I know who I go to for personal advice, business advice, leadership advice, and also when I just want to be a shithead and complain. Jonathan Anassis, so shout out to Jonathan. He's a guy that I'll call up if I just kind of like want to like be like, oh, the reason I'd call Jonathan is he's a really, really practiced business leader. He's worked all over the world for major, major organizations, but also he's a punk. You know, it comes from that scene. He's going to understand it. I can talk to Jonathan about business stuff that I couldn't necessarily talk to many other people about because he's going to understand it at a systems level. But I also have people who are like, if I'm just feeling insecure about myself or I'm feeling like an idiot or I blew it. You know, maybe I'll talk to my mom. Maybe I'll talk to Dave Larson, my best friend. But I know who my circle is. When you're an executive, having a circle is super important. The thing that I have noticed about executives is a lot of them don't have circles. You're busy. You're trying to focus on your family. You're trying to focus, hopefully, on your health. You're focusing on so many things. A lot of friendships go sideways. 
And suddenly the only people that you talk to outside of your family are the people you work with. You have to foster and maintain relationships. It is the most crucial thing to have a tight circle. And if you don't have that, it's not weird to try and make new friends when you're 40 or 50. It's a very healthy thing. You don't have to be a super awkward weirdo about it. There's ways of doing it. But I will encourage you, if you're finding yourself socially isolated and you don't have a peer group, go out and get one. You will be surprised to find how many other people are out there doing that. Thanks, James. We want to hear from you, our audience. To submit your questions, send us a message, drop us a DM, or comment on our social channels.